So this past week, I was in my pantry. My pantry's in the kitchen. And uh, so I'm in there getting some stuff. I'm, I'm getting ready for something. It's early. It's, it's, not, it's not too late in the afternoon. And around the corner, I hear a voice call out to me. Good morning, Mr. Ortiz. And it startled, startled me. I'll just say it that. It startled me so much that it brought out the barrio in me. It brought out the hood in me. Because I grabbed, the, I grabbed the, 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 what do you call it, the broom. And I was like going to use that as a nunchuck. I was ready. I, I was that startled by, by this voice, this male voice that was in my house. I was like, what is going on? And it was my daughter Hannah's boyfriend, Alex. I love Alex, and, but I wasn't expecting that voice at that time, at that place. And so he was lucky because I was ready to, oh. <laughs> I was startled by it. Have you ever been startled, surprised, freaked out? Whatever word you want to use, it's, it's a weird feeling. It's not something that, that we're accustomed to. That's why we're startled. As we unpack the, the, the passage from John, we're going to see that this happens on a whole different level to the disciples. Now, let, let's, let's go back a little bit. The disciples are laying low in this moment, right? Their master, their teacher, their rabbi, their friend, their Lord was arrested. He was crucified. He died. His body was taken off the cross and was put in a borrowed tomb. And for them and for all practical purposes, he was dead. It was done. And they were beginning to think, if they could do that to him, they'll definitely do it to us. And so they're laying low, right? The Bible says that they were locked, they were behind locked doors because of fear. They were afraid, and rightfully so, right? They just saw the murder of their teacher, of their friend, of their Lord. And they're thinking, we're next. And so they're laying low behind locked doors because of fear. And then suddenly, without notice, Jesus appears before them. <clears throat> the Bible says that Jesus came and stood among them. Now, after the initial shock, and, and, and you can imagine, I kind of gave you a picture of how I was startled, how I was shocked this, earlier this week. You can imagine the, the shock that they must have been through because, again, their Lord had been murdered, had been killed, had been put in a grave and was dead and buried, and now he's standing there right in front of them. 
It's like, hey, what's up? And they're, they're like, what's going on? We saw. But, but here you are. And so after the initial shock wears off, they realize or they begin to realize that what Mary Magdalene had reported to them, remember last week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb, the, the stone had been rolled away, she had an encounter with angels, and then she spoke to Jesus, and, and, and what did Mary Magdalene do? She ran back to where the disciples were gathered, and she told them, i seen the Lord. We don't know how they responded to that other than to know that they were still afraid, locked behind doors. And so now Jesus has appeared before them, is in their presence, has greeted them. And they realize that what she said to them just a few moments earlier is true. She had reported what she had reported was indeed true. And the scripture says in verse 20 of chapter 20, of chapter 20 then, the, the, then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. They realized that the one who had been beaten, the one who had been crucified, the one who had been killed and removed from the tree and placed dead in a tomb was now alive, standing in their presence. And so they rejoiced. They rejoiced. They rejoiced when they saw the Lord. How amazing was that? What does that look like? To see someone you didn't expect to ever see again. Not on this side of the grave at least. What does that look like? The only thing I I can try to compare it to I don't know if you've ever seen these videos on YouTube and on Facebook these surprise reunions. Typically, I love the ones of, of, of young military uh, personnel that come home and surprise mom and dad, and they sneak up behind them, and, and mom and dad are going about their own business, and then all of a sudden, they tap them on the shoulder, and mom or dad looks around, and they see their son or daughter who they hadn't seen in, in a couple of months or maybe a year or so, and, and they're like, wow, are so overjoyed by it, right? Now, the difference is, at some point, mom or dad did think that they would see their child again. But they are surprised in this moment by this reunion. I can tell you that I I don't believe that the disciples, before this, thought they were ever going to see Jesus again this side of heaven. And yet... Yet they rejoice because he's standing in their midst. 
And they went from being fearful behind locked doors to celebrating the presence of their Lord in the presence of their Lord. Did you hear that? They're celebrating the presence of their Lord. They're celebrating the presence of Jesus in the presence of Jesus, whom they didn't expect to see again. They went from being confused and despondent and fearful and depressed to receiving the peace of Christ from the Prince of Peace himself. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. And in that, they are able to proclaim with Mary Magdalene, we have seen the Lord, is what the verse tells us. We have seen the Lord. He's here. They have found their joy in Christ. They found joy in this moment, in their rejoicing. And in this moment, they also found their voice. Think about it. The Lord had been killed, had died, was buried but was now alive, standing in their presence. What do you think that did for their psyche, for their confidence? We sang the song at the end of last week's service. Remember what song it was? Y'all were here, right? (laughs) Ain't no grave. Ain't no grave going to hold this body down. They found their voice. Because they began to realize in that moment there was nothing that man or anyone else could do to them that God couldn't undo. Right? They found their voice. And so that leads us to the passage that Janet read from from Acts chapter 2. So in this passage in Acts chapter 2, verse 14, 22 to 32, we find Peter and the other 11 disciples in the public square. They've gone from being fearful and locked behind doors to going out into the public square. In Jerusalem, right? And not only are they just standing there, but they begin, Peter begins to give a public speech in Jerusalem. They're no longer hiding behind locked doors. They've been filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. This particular version in John chapter 20 says that Jesus breathed on them The Holy Spirit, right? 
So they've been filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And then Peter begins to speak truth to power. And he doesn't hold back. Listen to his words from verses 23 and 24. Mine is coming out of the Common English Bible. You, (laughs) with the help of wicked men, had killed Jesus by nailing him to a cross. But God raised him up, freed him from death's grip. Here's this man who just days earlier was afraid, locked behind closed doors, fearful for what was going to happen to him. But then the Lord appears in his midst breathes on him the Holy Spirit, gives him his peace, and empowers him to not be afraid anymore. And and Peter finds joy in that. Peter rejoices in the presence of the Lord, and Peter finds his voice. You, with the help of wicked men, had Jesus killed by nailing him to a cross. He's saying this in public. But God raised him up. God raised him up. Freed him from death's grip. And then he goes on to quote David from Psalm 16, speaking of the resurrection from the grave. Therefore, my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. Moreover, my body will live in hope because you won't abandon me to the grave. What Peter and the others realize in the reality of their resurrected Lord is that there is fullness of joy in the presence of God, in the presence of their Lord, in the presence of Christ. There's fullness of joy. My heart was glad. The psalmist continues in verse 11 of chapter 16. You show me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So it becomes evident that for the disciples, fear is no longer their motivating factor. They no longer have to hide behind locked doors. Regardless of what the authorities will do to them. And with 2020 hindsight, we know exactly what happened to all of them. They were all martyred for the faith. But fear was no longer a motivating factor. The motivating factor becomes the joy of the Lord and experiencing the presence of the Lord. But no longer fear. So what does that mean for us 
today, 2,000 years later, 2,000 plus years later. The questions for us today would sound something like this. Where are we finding our joy? What motivates us? What sustains us? What gives us hope for a better tomorrow? What does the presence of the risen Christ do for us? Where are we finding our joy? For me, the answer is simple. The answer for me is Jesus. Like the old Jeremy Camp song goes, give me Jesus. In the morning when I rise, Give me Jesus. When I am alone, give me Jesus. When I come to die, give me Jesus. My prayer is that we will all find our joy, our purpose, our motivation in Jesus because in the presence of the Lord there's fullness of joy give me Jesus